Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Online Program, which teaches you how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Lino Miani. Lino is a former Green Beret, author, and advisor. Lino, welcome to our podcast. Hi, Christopher. How are you? It's glad, I'm glad to be here. So... I shared the story with you prior to a starting where I have this GPS program where I help entrepreneurs and executives understand how to turn their story into a successful speaking online coaching career program. And I'm on these group calls with my clients. And at one point I have like a former two-star general in the army named Craig Weldon. He's awesome. You should hire him as a leadership coach or executive speaker. And then I have another guy named Ray Murrow, who's a former FBI. And I'm like all excited and amped up. And I said, you know what? I don't know if I'm excited because I'm a, I'm a dude. And one of my female um, clients, her name, her, her name, um, oh my gosh, I can't believe I, uh, Eileen, who's uh, literally has decades of experience as a psychotherapist, amazing person. She talks about uh, controlling your emotions and mastering your emotions. And said, yeah, that's probably a guy thing. Now, even though it might be, but it, it also isn't because when people ask me, Christopher, how can you be more successful? I say, you hang out with successful people. Christopher, how can you be more interesting? You hang out with interesting people. Well, Christopher, how can you be more elite or high performance? You meet people like you who are former Green Marais. So though, yes, it is like a, a cool thing as a guy, but it really is beyond that because you really can't excel as a person if you don't have high standards. Now, in your case, Lino, did you feel you had high standards as a kid? Because again, the Green Berets, it's like the Navy SEALs, it's like the, the Special Ops, which is the, the, the top tier. Tell us about your, your upbringing relative to how you ended up being Green Beret, or was there even any connection? Uh, well, there probably was. And uh, I got to say, you know, just kind of before I launch into that, you know, what you do is pretty interesting and, and you do hang out with interesting folks. And I think that's great. You, you found a way to, uh, to, to, make that a value proposition in and of itself, which I, I personally, I personally like a lot because I mean, there's few things more important to me than being interesting in life, I guess. <laughs> um, as a, as a kid growing up, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I was pretty, I was generally pretty good at a lot of stuff. And so uh, having grown up all over the world, my, my, both my parents actually were in the air force and, uh, you know, I lived in Europe. My mother's from Latin America. I lived all over the, the country. And so it just seemed that the, the, the world was a pretty small place and big opportunities just seemed within reach. Um, and so I always figured that if I was going to go into the military like my, like my father did, I would go to West Point because that just seemed like the best path to take for that. Um, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but that's, that's what I pursued. And, and I got there and then I got to, to the academy and I said, well, you know, what's the most challenging thing that I could do in the army? Well, that's the <laughs> infantry. And so I, yeah, so I just kind of pursued those things. And, and um, thankfully, I was able to achieve pretty much everything that I wanted to achieve in the army. Well, well let's, let's focus in on one point when you said, I want to know what's the most challenging thing. Just like I was actually reading about Elon Musk and he, when he came to Canada first, he <laughs> was in Saskatchewan and he's like, what's the job that gets paid the most? But even that question, so I'm curious, like, did your parents instill it in you or you felt that you just always had the mentality? Because that one question of what's the most challenging thing, that alone, because I think about that by myself. Okay, how come, if I'm a speaker, well, who's the best speaker? If I'm an author, like, so it's all about that top tier. But for me, it was like this 
I didn't have any money, World Connections or Access as a kid. Mm-hmm. I saw that I didn't, I wanted to have freedom and options. And if you have more money, you have more options. And once you start having more money, you realize, okay, what do I really want to do? And, and, and then it's about service, right? So for me, I'm very clear on the connections and thoughts. So, but for you, did you always have that mentality where I want to have the, I want to be the best? Um, I think so. It's sort of an inherent trait is what I've come to, to believe. Um, you know, some people just want to, want to do things and and i I don't want to i don't like the term being the best because maybe that's not what what you're focused on but you want to achieve things and you want to do things that you find um interesting and challenging that seems to be an inherent trait other people are more happy to just kind of be comfortable yeah um i I was never that way and maybe my parents i'm sure i'm certain my parents had something to do with that um the specifics on that will probably happen before i could remember but uh but let's talk about yeah. since you're a consultant uh, and mm-hmm. how do you pronounce the name of your, your, your business? Navizio Global. Navizio. Why did you call it Navizio? Uh, that was just really uh, a, a, an agglomeration of the words navigate with vision, Perfect. Uh, which, which I wanted to help people navigate their problems with some sort of direction and, and purpose. And so when this first started out, Navizio Global is actually a, a thought experiment I did for some, some, associates that uh, they ended up they ended up turning me down and and you know I'm where we only have 10 minutes but it's kind of a fun story uh, but I, I found myself with a company and with a website and I said well let me hang out a shingle and, and see if I can help people solve problems which is essentially what Navizio Global does nice uh, and what do you feel that you learn as a, as a green beret because again you, you just say it so matter of factly I decided to do this but again you're literally putting your life at harm's way. And so what do you feel are some things that you learn there that you apply to your business that you're able to help your clients with? Well, it's sort of a, an approach to it. I would say it's an approach to problem solving. And so what I learned is, as a green beret in particular is that relationships matter and you have to, you have to be able to build rapport with people that aren't necessarily from the same cultural or, or institutional background as you. So you kind of have to understand how people work and what kind of unifies them and, and, and find ways to communicate and then work together to solve problems. Sometimes that's not always the way we do it in the United States. And so what the sort of principal value proposition that Navizio Global brings, I think, is we try to help people do business successfully in places they're not necessarily comfortable with or familiar with. Um, so some examples there, I, I have a, uh, a client who's now become a friend, but he, he contacted me several years ago and said, Lino, I have a problem in Indonesia and I don't know how to solve it. And, and he is a very accomplished and experienced person himself, but just hadn't worked in Indonesia. And so that, that began a relationship where I was helping him understand the situation, advised him on how to approach it and eventually Eventually, we did some work over there, which was very interesting in and of itself. Um, yeah, that's awesome. But I, I want to really let our let our listeners really understand so, because one thing is trust, because it sounds like you're a very trusting mm-hmm. person, so he trusted you. And the next thing is strategy, because you can't really accomplish anything in life if you don't have a certain strategy. And lastly, you have to execute. So for me, I see a very clear line of understanding with who you are, and I want our listeners to really hopefully pull that from, from you. Now, the last question I want to ask is about nonprofit. You're very passionate about Can you talk, talk to us about this Combat Diver Foundation that, you, that you're a part of? 
Yeah, so uh, the Combat Diver Foundation is dedicated to preserving the history of a very unique niche within the special operations community, and that's the Army combat diver capability. And that, that's um, the easiest way to understand that is, is the Army has a capability very similar to what is more commonly associated with the Navy SEALs. So we dive, we, we, we approach destinations underwater, and, and you know we can do things in and around the littoral environment. So um, down at the school in Key West, uh, there were, every class makes a plaque, and these plaques have accumulated in the, in the facility down there since the mid-60s. And in 2010, I think it was, I went down there for a visit because I had a couple teams training down there. And I recognize that, that some of these plaques were um, not in the best shape. And so I basically, that sparked the idea that the, the history needs to be preserved. Uh, and I had some, I had some false starts with that. You know, I, I started as an individual trying to call and, and, and bring awareness of the problem. And, and it really got me nowhere. And I said, well, I need to create an organization to do this in order to be taken more seriously. So the Combat Diver Foundation was born. Our, our mission and vision has sort of expanded beyond just this one particular artifact. And now we want to preserve the entire history. And, and the, the organization is growing really, really fast. So, um, you know, we just unveiled a membership program in August. We've got well over 100 members now. And, and um, it's a network that's grown into five different countries. And, and we're, we're really proud of what we're doing. We're working now on a, producing a virtual museum which is going to be really, really cool. And, and we'll, we'll unveil some of the prototypes here in the next few weeks, I think. That's uh, great, Lino. Yeah. I really appreciate your, your service to our country and as, as well as your insights to our guests today. How can our guests connect and stay in touch with you? Yeah, well, they can, uh, if they want to, if they have problems they want to solve, uh, call Navizio Global. It's navizioglobal.com. That's N-A-V-I-S-I-O global.com. Uh, and the Combat Diver Foundation is combatdiver.org. Uh, but again, uh, Navizio Global's biggest value proposition is, you know, I've got a global Rolodex that I can call on to, to build teams to help people solve problems. And I've done that. Lino, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us today. Have a great day. You too, Christopher. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Gifters Podcast. If you want to learn how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com to learn more.